Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 164 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Ephesians chapter 6 today, and our focus is on what is the armor of God? How do we put the armor of God on? So every day we go about 10 minutes or so, give or take a couple of minutes, in the Word of God, seeking to listen, hear, and obey the Word and learn from it. And uh, our goal is to get you involved in the Word of God and to get your friends and family involved in the Word of God. So if you want to do that, point people to our webpage, Bible2021.com, where you can subscribe to the show, read some show notes, and contact us and all that kind of good stuff. Let's do this today. We're reading one of my very favorite passages, Ephesians chapter 6. Let's go ahead and start reading it. Then we're going to talk about the armor of God. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, because this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may have a long life in the land. Fathers, don't stir up anger in your children, but bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. Slaves, obey your human masters with fear and trembling in the sincerity of your heart as you would Christ. Don't work only while being watched as people pleasers, but as slaves of Christ, do God's will from your heart. Serve with a good attitude, so as to the Lord and not to people, knowing that whatever good each one does, slave or free, he will receive this back from the Lord. And masters, treat your slaves the same way without threatening them, because you know that both their master and yours is in heaven, and there is no favoritism with him. Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. Stand, therefore, with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray at all times in the Spirit, with every prayer and request, and stay alert with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. Pray also for me that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. For this, I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I might be bold enough to speak about it as I should. Tychicus, our dearly beloved brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you all the news about me so that you may be informed. I am sending him to you for this very reason, to let you know how we are and to encourage your hearts. Peace to the brothers and sisters in love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who have undying love for our Lord Jesus Christ. So today we're talking about the armor of God. And let me say this at the outset. I've heard some preachers and teachers and Sunday school teachers suggest that we should sort of symbolically put on the armor of God every day, sort of like in the morning, visually uh, see it going on, praying it onto ourselves. Now, that may be fine. I don't think it's heretical or anything like that. But honestly, I'm not convinced it's particularly effective because I don't think that that is what the Word of God is telling us to do, to like prayerfully in our imagination put on some sort of imaginary spiritual armor. I think there's actually far more to putting on the full armor of God than doing something symbolic. Take, for instance, the sign of the cross. 
Maybe you've seen some movies before or even seen somebody do it in real life where the character or the person signs themselves in order to ward off evil. Is there any power in doing something like that? And look, I genuinely don't think so. Simply doing the sign of the cross on yourself will no more protect you than the seven sons of Sceva were protected when they tried to exercise or cast out the demon in Acts chapter 19. As you recall, they said to a demon-possessed man, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out of that man. And what happened? Well, the demon beat them savagely, beat them naked, and they ran out bleeding and bruised. Why? Because there's no power in simply saying the name Jesus. The Skeven boy said it, and they got nearly beaten to death. For you baseball people, back in the 60s and 70s, there was a trio of brothers who played Major League Baseball. I was a huge baseball card collector, and I still remember being shocked when I brought a 1975 Topps Jesus Alou card to my dad and asked him how in the world somebody could have named their kid Jesus. Was it was that wrong, I asked? And of course, I learned at that point how to pronounce the name Jesus, but, but I always wondered why there were hardly any people I knew named Jesus with like the hard J pronunciation. Well, let me tell you. Every time Jesus Alou came up to bat for the Giants days or the Expos back in the day, the demons in the stadium did not tremble or be afraid simply hearing. Next up for the Giants, batting number seven, number 14, Jesus Alou. Now, don't think for a second I'm not saying that I'm saying that there's not power in the name of Jesus. There absolutely is. I'm saying there's no power in simply performing a rite or saying a name in an empty sort of way with no connection to the source of that power. So if we don't put on the armor of God in our imagination, how do we put on the armor of God? Well, I think here's how it goes. Something like this, according to the Lord. When we speak the word of God with our mouths and remind ourselves of it, It will be as if we had a sharp sword in our hand to fight off temptation, depressive thoughts, and hopelessness. That is the sword of the Word of God, which is part of the armor of God. The daily hearing and reading of God's Word and believing it and encouraging ourselves with the Word of God in faith will protect us from spiritual attacks just like we had a literal shield. That's how the shield of faith works. When we believe in all of God's word and live by it, it will be like we have an armored belt of truth as protection around our midsection. When we endure thoughts, emotions, condemnations, and crippling kind of guilt that makes us want to quit, very often we are being hit with a spiritual attack. But when we stand in the righteousness of Christ, remembering that we are justified and declared righteous and transformed by faith in Him, we are protected spiritually from those kind of attacks of guilt, condemnation, and despair, just like we had a breastplate of armor on. When we remember and rest in the peace that comes from the gospel or the good news that Jesus paid the price for our sins, we will be ready and have traction and protection to keep standing firm, just as if we had armored boots with good traction. The helmet of salvation refers to the protection, I believe, that comes from our being saved by Jesus, for those that have been saved by Jesus. Salvation is protective in the past sense, like we see in Romans 8.1, which says, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And also the Bible says that Jesus is returning in the future and his reward and salvation are with him. He will wipe every tear and we will have a new, imperishable, and immortal body. 
we will be saved. We have been saved. We will be saved. And this future hope of salvation is also armor and protection for us. Paul makes this explicitly clear in 1 Thessalonians 5.8 when he says, put on the helmet of the hope of salvation. So when we remind ourselves of the future glory to come, we will be shielded, armored, and protected from current terrible spiritual attacks we might be enduring just as if we had on a real helmet, a helmet of salvation. And that's how I think the armor of God is utilized and put on. It's not an imaginary thing. It's a real thing where we trust in God's word and we read God's word and we obey God's word and we remind ourselves of God's word. And in doing so, it's like we're shielded and armored and protected in a spiritual way. It's not only like it, we are spiritually armored and protected. Let's close with our verse of the month, Daniel 6.23, our memory verse for June. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to take Daniel out of the lion's den. When Daniel was brought up from the den, he was found to be unharmed, for he trusted in his God. May we also trust in God. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.